service. What's up, listeners? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Hey, we are uh, we're back. <laughs> it's episode 16, week 16. Shout out to last week's guest, Dalma Rosa. Uh, she's the host of the Panty Selling Podcast. If you have not yet, check out her podcast. Um, Dalma, I really do appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Uh, her Twitter, if you have not given her a follow on Twitter, what are you doing? It is panty underscore Dalma. That is panty underscore D-A-L-M-A. So go give her a follow on the old Twitter sphere. While you're out there, hey, give us a follow as well. <laughs> Our uh, Twitter and Instagram is full service pod. Give us a follow. Uh, my personal Twitter and Instagram, Tank Funkadelic, if you're about that life. Um, our email address, fullservicepod at gmail.com. I'm just giving you all kinds of ways to get in touch with us. <laughs> but I uh, know if you're uh, write us, write us, let us know how you're feeling about the podcast. <laughs> but no, it's uh, week 16. I got another interview for you today. I am excited. It is uh, Rover 777. If that sounds familiar, I uh, mentioned him in episode five on the uh, was how to book an escort. And uh, I mentioned he had a pinned tweet on his profile. I'm not sure if it's up there anymore, but uh, it was basically advice for kind of like first-time clients who are wanting to see uh, someone for the first time. Um, any advice? Um, and so that was helpful. It's a, it's a it's a it was a good tweet. There was a lot of good advice from people. But uh, no, he is a married client, and so we kind of went back and forth. Um, actually, we recorded this in November, right before Thanksgiving, actually. Um, and, uh, we talk about a lot of different things. We talk about review boards. Um, we talk about, uh, his experience on P411. We talk about booking ladies off of Twitter. Um, so it's, it's super informative. I uh, had a lot of fun doing this interview. So it's, uh, it's, if you, uh, if you never, if this is your first time ever, uh, kind of getting into the world of escorts, if you're uh, thinking about seeing an escort, it's definitely, um, something you want to listen to. So no, um, I'm definitely excited for y'all to hear it. His Twitter handle, R-O-V-E-R-R, two R's, 777. So give him a follow on the old Twitter as well. Um, but no, this is uh, episode 16, week 16. This is my interview with Rover. I hope everyone enjoys it. Thanks. Welcome back to the podcast. It is Tank Smith. I am excited for this episode. I say it every single. I say it every single time. I'm excited. I can't. I can't help it. Um, I got. I got a fun interview today. I have a uh, Rover here with me today. His Twitter. I mentioned. I mentioned him in the uh, episode I did. How to How to get an escort. He had the the pinned tweet on his uh, on his Twitter about uh, advice for any clients. Uh, Rover. R O V E R R. 777 on Twitter. We're, we're here. We're in the studio. Here we are. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on the podcast. No problem. Hell yeah. I appreciate Glad to be it. here. Definitely. What, uh, how did, how did this whole thing, we, I know we've been going kind of back and forth trying to get on the podcast for a little while. Well, how did, how did, how did this happen? Did, when did you first start putting stuff up on SoundCloud? About three months ago, maybe? Yeah. So I know I released it officially <clears throat> in October, right. but I think I started putting stuff up in, I saw, um, uh, like the end of August, maybe? Alexis Reynolds. Okay. A friend of mine, um, uh, I think posted a link. Okay. To her interview that you released on soundcloud okay and, sweet and i listened to it and oh, then yeah. i think there were another couple of episodes that were up okay at the time or something like that and i went and i listened through them um 
probably when I was cutting the grass or something. Nice. Like that. <laughs> and um, I was just talking to her about it. And I said, you know, it'd be kind of be cool if, um, since this is a, a dude doing this podcast, it would pretty, be pretty cool for him to have another client on. Yeah. You know, and um, she said, you know, that would be a great idea. And I think he actually would really be down for that yeah it's nice to have it because i mean like it's nice to have someone else's perspective who's kind of like done stuff like yeah kind of shared experiences that we've had like yeah so she's like do you want to do it i'm like uh sure i mean i'd be interested in doing it i don't know how we could work it out and she's like well let me let me tell him yeah you know it's kind of like grade school how (laughs) pass a note one boy passes a note to another girl or something (laughs) like that yeah um Anyway, so here we are. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you being on here. Was it did you find out from like you found out from her about the podcast? You saw like a link on Twitter or yeah. something? Yeah. Okay. I'm always, I'm always curious. Every, I'm trying everything to... that I find out ever is from Twitter. Okay. And anybody that follows me on Twitter will not have a hard time believing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm trying to yeah, I'm always trying to find out how people hear about the podcast. Because yeah. I mean primarily I guess I'm using Twitter. Um, I'm using Instagram as well, but it's mm-hmm. hard to know how people find yeah. out about it, you know. Yeah. People are listening, and I'm like, "Hey, keep listening." But I yeah. don't know how you figured it out. But. Yeah, it's cool. Oh yeah. Why do you? Why do you? Why do you think you wanted to come on here and like share? I guess your story or um, your point of view. I don't know. I've been listening to a couple of the other podcasts that are that are um that are on that I follow on Twitter, and, okay. and I, I you know I think that a lot of the conversations that go on are really interesting. Yeah. And I've been at this for a while. Um, and I, you know, I just kind of feel like I has maybe had some different perspectives on some things. Yeah. To say, um, not very many clients have been on the other podcasts. I think they've both had maybe one or two. Oh, really? So it's um, not many. Oh, well. so it's not many. Um, and that's fine. You know, I just thought I'd like to get my perspective out there on yeah, things, definitely. You know? Fuck yeah. What? Uh, we're in, uh, so listeners, we're in Atlanta right now. Welcome to Atlanta. Hell yeah. Where I know you're uh, you're only visiting for a couple. Yeah, of I'm here for one day. I got here last night, and I'm leaving town super late tonight. Nice. Where uh, where are you based out of, or where are you uh, from? I'm out of the Nashville area. Okay, Tennessee. Sweet. Yeah, fucking Nashville. I've never Not been too be- far away. Nice. So I come got, through. I'm trying to go. I gotta go. Come through. Get a gig of Zanies. Dude, yeah. One of my buddies. He's he does Zanies all the time. Nice. So I got, yeah, I definitely got to do that. But uh, I know you said you're a client. How long? How long have you been seeing uh, <coughs> seeing providers? Let's see. Um, very first uh, escort I ever saw was probably in ninety eight. Okay. Or maybe 97. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, back in the days that you went to the Yellow Pages and looked up escort services. Really? Um, I know Alexis mentioned that in her thing. Yeah. Like they used that, or or maybe Stina, uh, yeah. okay. but they had it in the yeah, uh, Yellow um, Pages. I would, uh, I went, never done it before. Um, I had never even considered doing it before. I was in my early 20s. Okay. Um, super horny guy. Just looked it up and uh, kind of looked for probably several weeks and uh kind of worked up the nerve uh made a call had no idea what to expect yeah is this in nashville or no, where this was in atlanta oh, okay um and uh they just told me i was you know they were sending over brunette a, a tall thin brunette or whatever okay had no i had no pictures to go by or anything like that so um you know i'm living in a house uh that i'm renting with a couple of guys that was literally across the street from my parents' house. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the doorbell rings, and I go to the doorbell, and there's this this woman, you know, probably 5'10", uh, long, straight black hair, wearing, like, a straight-up mini dress. And uh, 
the porch lights on. She's just standing there on my front porch, and my parents are across the street. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey, come on in. Quickly, come in, come in. Anyway, oh, hey, so, Mom and Dad. I so see that you. was my first time. I was super nervous. and um, But, you know, I just kind of did that a few more times and then started visiting uh, massage-type places in the okay. Atlanta area and uh, moved to Nashville and kind of kept on that same track okay. um, for a couple of years. And then I got married and kind of stopped for about 15 years. So you were single when you uh, started seeing people? Yep. Sure was. Okay, nice. No girlfriend, no nothing. Nice. And then did you, did you like, like talk to, did you know anybody before you saw anybody? Did you know anybody who had seen an escort before? Um, not that I'm aware of. I mean, you know, I, I think that we all know people that, that visit sex workers and go yeah. to strip clubs and, you know, have been to brothels and stuff. But in the circle of friends I had, um... If I do know any, if I did know anyone, yeah. I certainly wasn't aware of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Did you, uh, did you have any preconceived notions of what seeing an escort would be before you actually did, or? Well, I mean, everything that I had seen in my life about seeing escorts or sex workers or whatever, you know, was pretty much from TV yeah. or movies. So, you know, knowing that. I wouldn't say I had necessarily any preconceived notions because I always have been smart enough to know that that's usually a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I grew up in an extremely conservative home. Okay. Southern Baptist, extremely conservative Southern home. Baptist here so too. Whatever. obviously, you know, yes, I had preconceived notions um, that it was terribly the wrong thing to do. Yeah. You know, but I had gotten to a point in my life that I just didn't care anymore. Yeah. So... You know, I just You're like I'm going to do this thing. It doesn't and, really. And you know, honestly, the you know, from the very first time I ever saw an escort, I realized that uh, any of the bad things that most people thought about them was way off base. Yeah. Because the you know the first lady that came to see me was just a super nice, super sweet, super caring person, and um, you know I could just tell that that they were just good people. Definitely. So. So it was a positive experience your first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I've had very few bad experiences. Nice. That's always that's always good to hear because yeah. you when people think they're like, oh man, is this like, is this like a is this person on drugs? Is there any kind? Of, and it's just like my experience. I'm like that is completely false. These are yeah. these are yeah. amazing people. Yeah. And it's just like if if you go off stereotypes, then you're like it's it's a it's right. night and day. Yeah. I experienced night and day from what yeah. Yeah. stereotypes that I've seen. I'm like this mm -hmm. is crazy. Yeah. That's kind of why I yeah. do the podcast. Totally. What's up? <laughs> Hell yeah. Did you, when you first started out, did you know what you were looking for? Or is it like, I just want to, like a sex thing? Or like, did you yeah. know what? I mean, if the, you know, very first out, I mean, yeah. a dude in his early 20s, you know, pretty much just wants to, you know, get get it on. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I pretty much knew that was what it was about. Okay. And um, not much else. Okay. You know, and I honestly... The first three or four years of me seeing escorts, that's all it was. Yeah. Um, I had no... Uh, it wasn't even that I didn't have any interest in getting to know these people. It just, back in those days, um, it wasn't really about that. Okay. GFE, as we call it now, didn't really exist. Okay. Per se. Oh, wow. Um, right near the end of, like, you know, of my first three or four years of seeing es escorts... Um, I saw a couple of ladies in Nashville that I would put in the category of GFE. Okay. Um, but 
even then it was like still one hour visits that were really over in like 40 minutes or whatever. Okay. You know, yeah. Once the deed was done. Then it's like, I gotta you know, go. They were super sweet and nice. But once it was over, you know, they were out the door. Yeah. And, you know, so it wasn't up until I got back into it back in basically five years ago. Okay. Like right now, five years ago. Okay, right sweet. before Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. Um, I saw my first escort again. Okay. And it was a completely different type of a Completely different experience. You know, completely different. Starting before. Everything was different. You know, it was when... When you started like the five years, I guess uh, five years ago, what what websites were you looking on, or how did you how how did you find someone that time? Okay, so I believe I did not do what you did. I did not Google necessarily <laughs> escorts in Nashville or whatever. Um, and I, I maybe I did, but that isn't necessarily how I found them per se. Okay. Um, somehow I probably ended up on Backpage. Okay. Um, and then I believe somehow that landed me on the site known as, well, I call it Eki. Okay. Know what everyone else calls yeah. it. It's hard to understand what they, <laughs> and I don't even really, I can't remember what it stands for. It's, yeah. It's a really weird acronym and nobody knows how to say it right. But um, the first lady I saw back in 2014, I responded to her ad okay. or post on Eki. On Eki. So I was on that site and um, I was also... Um, that side and uh, the USA Sex Guide. Okay, were, yeah, were the big ones in Nashville. That makes sense. <clears throat> and then of course there was TER. Uh, uh, did you? Ever, were you ever on TER? I was um, for a, a few months. Okay. I guess, uh, as far as I never participated in the boards there. Okay. I participated in the boards a little bit um, on Eki and a little bit on USA. Uh, not a whole lot, um, but yeah, I did the whole. I did the whole join the site, uh, you know, booked ladies from the ads on there. Okay. Um, wrote a few reviews of them. Yeah. You know, all the stuff that you first time, you know, new guys do. New guys, they have no fucking idea. They just drag you in. <laughs> and, you know, I fell into the same traps that I warn guys of not falling into now um, or that I speak so badly of now. You what know? do you think? What do you think those traps were? Like, uh, just uh, that it was okay to write all kinds of explicit things about what you'd done yeah in your dates and everything um and, and a lot of that stuff you know you just it was bravado uh, locker room talk it was <laughs> just yeah um it, everybody else is doing it yeah so you know you you kind of forget that the people that you're talking about are also in the room with you yeah and they're reading it and uh and they're after a while it just felt gross Definitely, and and it's icky, and it's and then you you uh, when you start walking back from that position, uh, or start saying something on the boards about hey, I don't want to talk about this anymore, or I don't feel like, or if you would submit a review that wasn't very explicit, yeah, the administrator would write you back and say hey, uh, this review isn't going to cut it, yeah, that you makes know, sense. We need details, yeah, or it's not going to get posted, yeah, or you're not going to get credit for it. Oh, something. okay, you know, like on TER back in those days. Um, you would submit a review and if it did not meet certain criteria really? of, of graphic content, they're like, we can't accept they this. They were like, we're not going to post it. Wow. And you won't get credit for it and you'll lose your, you know, access, your premium yeah. access or whatever. Um, Damn. or if, you know, you'd get in trouble for standing up for yeah someone that someone was speaking badly of or whatever. And the and way they, I, I know definitely on USA sex guide, they kind of make it so it's like. 
we don't want people like there's no they don't want confrontations between clients i guess on the website so if you come at somebody on a comment Mm -hmm. or come at somebody on a review then they're like why are you coming at this person there's no infighting so it's like that's another i lost my taste for ecky and the usa sex guide at the same time yeah back in 2015 probably in the summer okay is when i kind of just stepped back from those places and stopped participating when a good friend of mine that was a provider um got dragged through the mud yeah because a an asshole yeah um uh, skeezed her out in his approach and uh emails leading up to their impending date okay day uh he kind of freaked her out and she canceled on him about three or four hours early she had not collected a deposit or anything like that she didn't have any of his money um she just changed her mind yeah um and he proceeded to write a review of her, a revenge review of her Damn. on both of those sites. Jesus. Saying, well, I would like to tell you how my date went with so-and-so, uh, but the date didn't happen because she no-call, no-showed me. Well, she canceled on you. Right. <laughs> so uh, uh, me and another couple of guys on both of the boards yeah. um, that knew her and that knew that that was just complete BS. Yeah. Um, Stood up for her. Yeah. Because, you know, on Eki, if you're a provider, you were not allowed to respond to reviews. Oh, okay. If Try they were separate. bad. Or okay. You couldn't thank someone for a review necessarily. You couldn't speak up for yourself if you were being accused of something. Um, and the administrators on both of the sites slapped my wrist and the other guy's wrists. And so um, you're like, fuck this, I'm down. Yeah, I'm out. I said, well, all right, well, fuck you guys. Yeah. You know, and then that was it. I, I'd, I'd been on Twitter already for... Three or four months. Okay. At the time, um, a lady that I still see today, okay, to this day, um, uh, had a Twitter account. Okay. And uh, I followed to her Twitter account, and I started seeing all this stuff on Twitter that I, you know, that that I've become a part of. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is really cool. I like this way better. Yeah. You know, this is way cooler than than those those review boards. So that's kind of. You know, after, I'd say after the fall of 2015, okay. I was pretty much, Twitter's the way for me and finding people. Yeah. And it's just like, there's a lot of, on these review boards, there's a lot of fake, there's a lot of fake, fake stuff. There is. Happening. There is. Totally. But like, I know, uh, I, I saw a review on somebody I saw and then I reached out to them. I was like, hey, have you seen this? Have yeah. you seen this review? Because mm-hmm. this is like absolute bullshit yeah. like i'm like this is this is ridiculous and there's it's, there's no one there to there's no one there to say hey this is this is a lie this person is lying on the board and if you yeah. if you come at them then it's like oh well yeah, yeah it's it's ridiculous well they uh i was told by an administrator on usa that the best way for her to combat a bad review yeah is with other good ones <laughs> i'm like that's that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So you're just going to allow lies to stay. Yeah. And now she's got to go up and drum up and some per- other yeah. good business to counteract this dude that's just making shit up. Yeah. And that was when I was done. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's countless stories like that. Yeah. You know, dudes writing revenge reviews to get back at ladies or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know. I definitely I I regret I go there's one time I I the thing is too is like you, it's you can't once you write a review that shit's up forever it is that they shit's own, not that's own. not that's not coming down 
It's like, just like it's just like any tweet that you write yeah. belongs to Twitter. Yeah. So any review you write, I'm no longer a member of either of those boards. Yeah. I wrote reviews for them. I wrote for those websites. Yeah. And they own that shit. Yeah. And you could probably go on both of them and find stuff that I've written. Yeah. I, I'm embarrassed to say that I wrote. Yeah. But it's there. And I feel like also too, if, if you're, if you didn't know anybody, if you didn't know anybody getting into this, you had no one to kind of like guide you along this whole journey. Mm-hmm. I feel like the majority of clients, they might not admit it, but I'd say the majority of people have been on review sites yep. and have been on forums. Yeah. And like, it's like, no, we never done that, but there's yeah. no fucking yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. If you've yeah. like, there's, if you Google whatever city escorts you're in, the fi- the sixth result is going to be a form. It's mm-hmm. going to be a review site. Yep. And if you do your research like you should, mm-hmm. seeing seeing mm-hmm. somebody, you're going to yeah. click on the website. Yeah. And so there's yeah, it's it's yeah. hard to get around. There it. are certain types of reviews, um, certain types of information you can glean from reviews that may be more reliable than other info. Yeah. Um, it just really depends on where the reviewer is coming from. If yeah. they felt like they had a bad experience. Then, you know, they feel like, you know, that chick made off with my money and, you know, I didn't even have a good time or whatever, you yeah. know, um, then they're going to, they're just going to make stuff up. It's unreliable. It's, it's different than Yelp yeah. reviews of restaurants. Definitely. It's a completely it's, different thing. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's, I, I see, uh, review board guys come on Twitter all the time and say, well, it's no different than if I go to, you know restaurant this or restaurant that and i have a bad experience i write i write a bad yelp review and i'm like no you can't yelp review a personalized experience with someone yeah because it also has to do with you dog if you're a fucking asshole and you had a bad bad review or bad experience so that's on you dude having a bad day or you're drunk or stoned out of your mind yeah um, but that's not going to be in the review. No, that's not. Oh, no. no, no, <laughs> yeah. no there's always only one side. That's the other thing is there's only one side to it. Yeah. Um, for the most part, the review boards, my experience on the review boards was that they were one-sided. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there are some, there would be some providers on ECI and on USA and on TER yeah. that would participate in the forums and they would, you know, they would, it would kind of balance out a little bit, but it yeah. was always very heavily weighted towards the client side yeah. of things. If you want to use the word client with yeah. with those places, a little bit different vibe. Yeah. Then, if you're if you're out there and you're listening to the podcast and you like to write terrible reviews, fuck you. Yeah. That's for you right there. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> oh yeah. When you when you started, right? What was I know? Uh, so when you started. Uh, you contacted an agency. This is at the very beginning. Was there any kind of screening? Was there any? Do you, do you remember it? Okay, all? so the first, the first lady. Obviously, back in the Yellow Pages days, yeah. there was nothing. Okay, you would call, and you would talk to basically like a dispatcher. Okay, and they would talk to you for a, few, a couple of minutes, and and kind of like a, a phone call screening. Okay, but they wouldn't ask you really anything personal. They were just talking to you on the phone, yeah. just getting a vibe. Yeah kind of a thing and and you know I, I i don't know really anything about what those agencies were like to work for yeah how they I, I really never even quite understood how they existed yeah in the legal climate i'm like how are these companies there <laughs> yeah and, and they're not, advertising and they're like advertising in, the... in a and like you know back when i was then I, I thought the government put the yellow pages out and i'm like like you have to submit your info yeah, to the yellow pages you're advertising to be... this in one of the largest publications in the world and they're just okay with it yeah but 
Anyway, so no, there was no screening back then. Um, there was no screening, period, okay. back then, as far as I could tell. Yeah. Um, I did not really screen with a provider until probably 2015. Okay. As far as, like, offering up information. Okay. Um, uh, you know, it was all just, you know, I'd call someone on the phone. And then they have, and like, And they a, would talk. Yeah. They would talk for a couple minutes, and they'd yeah. get a, a vibe or whatever, and if I seemed really nervous or skittish, they would probably say no or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, early 2015, I'm sure it was probably the first time. Okay. I like said my name is so and so. You know, I work here. This is what you know. What whatever. Yeah. Um, I joined that site P411. For, okay. I was on there for about a year. Would you recommend that? Did you mm. Did you like that? <sighs> P411 is problematic for me. Okay. Because I haven't been on there in four years. I don't know what it's like anymore. Okay. It's under new ownership. Um, my experience uh, is, was my personal experience was fine. Yeah. Um, I just saw the previous owner of P411 again, who was a female. Yeah. And a former provider from what I understand. Um, most of the time, uh, in the public eye anyway would side with the client if there was ever any sort of really discrepancy or any sort of dispute or any sort of problem. Okay. Um, my perception was that she was always trying to figure out, well, what did the provider do wrong? Oh, okay. And, uh, I knew a couple of providers that had problems with clients. Okay. Um, P411 works on this thing called the okay. Yeah. So like you see a provider, Everything goes cool. She gives you an okay. You know, you have a nice session, you know, you pay her the money, you know, she spends the time with you, whatever, then she okays you. And, you know, I mean, I can be nice, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer could be nice 20 times in a row. Yeah, that's, yeah. (laughs) And then go, you know, put somebody in a freezer. Yeah. So, uh, I just felt like that system was really flawed. Um, Because of that, I knew someone that... uh, Saw a client with 22 OKs or something like that. Yeah. Tried to rape her in a session. Jesus. Um, then she goes to the owner of P411. Um, and then she's going to be like, well, there's 22 other people that say right. that's false. It's that sort of thing. It's yeah. like, so anyway, I. That's what, that's kind of the. Can I recommend it? I, I would say this that uh, post FOSTA, post SESTA. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to judge anyone for doing anything that they have to do yeah. to survive in this climate. And if that means that P411 works for you and you're happy with it, yeah. shit, if TER works for you or if USA Sex Guide works for you or Eki works for you or any of the places that I fucking loathe yeah. works for you, then fucking go for it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to recommend yeah, you're not that gonna... stuff because I personally hate all those places. Yeah. You know, um, the other thing is that P411 um, was put forth to the clients as one thing, which was a one-stop shop verification system with ads. And if you were a member of P411, that was it. You were carte blanche. Oh, nice. And you didn't have to do anything else. And uh, then you would, so you'd pay this money. Okay. And you would submit to P411 your verification info. To this person that you're never going to meet yeah. up in Canada, yeah, they've got your information. They say 
that once you're screened, they get rid of all your personal information. Who the fuck knows if they did that? Yeah, that's true. And then on the provider side of things, they would tell the provider, uh, we do not recommend that you only use P411 as your only source of verification of clients. And if you do that, you're dumb. Yeah. So they're telling both sides of this equation completely different things. So, uh, it, it, you know, you could cause, they would cause friction between I mean, clients and providers sometimes because of that, because I've, you know, I've, I'm verified. I was told this is all I had to do. Yeah. Why am I having to why submit having more to submit, screening? Do you, why do you need this? Why do you need that? I mean, you know, P411 said, I'm cool. Yeah. Am why? I not cool with you? Yeah. You know, so it was, you know, as a, as a newer client. That makes sense. I, I was like, well, this makes blah, blah, blah. And it, you know, it takes a while as a client, uh, until you really start digging in to what screening is about and, and stuff like that. It takes a while to really get it. I, you know, I could, why, why are you screening? Why do they need my information uh, when I've given it here? I and, think that people fear that, you know, why are they afraid I, of me? I, why would these people be afraid? <laughs> I saw it. On, I saw it on Reddit the other day. Somebody was like, they want to see, they want to see a provider, but they're like, I don't want to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to send them any personal information. Right. I'm like, well, you're not going to see anybody then, because mm-hmm. it's it's not, yeah. it's it doesn't work like that. Because yeah. <laughs> they think that they're just gathering a whole bunch of names, and the, I got a book, and when I get busted, I got a book of a right. thousand dudes. The number Here one, you go. the number one thing that clients say that don't want to scream uh, is, I'm afraid what will happen with my personal information yeah. if they get in trouble. The second thing that comes out of these people's mouths is, I'm afraid she's going to blackmail me. Yeah. But I still want to see them. So my thing is, and I just said this the other day on Twitter, and I've said it time and time again, that it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, you want this person. You want to get completely intimate, as intimate as you could possibly be with someone, but you do not trust them. Yeah. So that just doesn't make any sense. You can't. It, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. matter if it you want to get to ways. know them in a friendly way. It doesn't matter if all you want to do is go into a hotel room, uh, room with them and have a good time. It doesn't matter. You still, at the end of the day, want to get as physically close and intimate with this person as you can. And from the get-go, you're looking at it as an adversarial relationship. You can't. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And who the fuck wants, I mean, yeah, who wants to blackmail? So it's, who has time for that shit? To to me, that's an incredibly messed up way to look at it. And, and yeah, if, if, if the lady, and I'm not saying that it's never happened, it has. Yeah. Um, for the most part, uh, providers just want to make a living. Yeah. They want to have a client base. They want to do it as long as they need to do it for. Um, they're not going to ruin their entire career over blackmailing you yeah. or collecting a deposit from you and then just stealing it. Yeah. Because, you know, the ramifications can be career ending. I, I mean, I've seen it on Twitter too. Like, that's kind of one thing. Like, somebody was like, oh, I, I got my deposit taken by somebody. Yeah. And then people went to this person and then they got their deposit back. Like, right. it's, they're yeah. not going to just steal your money and then right. there's no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, there's always two sides of the story, you know. It, and I, I say this too, is like, you know, anytime I see a conflict between two people on Twitter, yeah, it's like, this, <laughs> this, perpen ha- this person has their truth, yeah, and this person has their truth. And guess where the real truth is? It's right here yeah. in the middle. 
and this person's truth stops about here, <laughs> and this person stops here, and and, never and the real good. truth never fought. Never, there are only two people that really know what happened. Yeah, you know. So, you know, and very rarely are both of those people going to just actually say the real truth because then it you know it doesn't make them look as good as their story makes them look. So, yeah. you know, it, it's just you know drama like that is is so few and far between compared to all the other shit that providers really have to deal with. Yeah. It's it's, (laughs) drama. Fucking. So you are, uh, you're married. How long have you been married? Have you been married since 2001? Oh, nice. Sweet. um, I just had my 18th anniversary. Oh yeah. About three weeks ago. Nice. When you, uh, so when you got back into it, right? Mm -hmm. How, how did you feel? Did, being married play a factor into you seeing anybody or were you just like yeah i mean the the you know the physical relationship part of the marriage had, yeah. has had been stale for a long time okay um and you know i don't it wasn't like a light switch moment for yeah. me or anything i just kind of one day i was like you know i remember those days back when i used to do this yeah and I might give it a shot again. Yeah. Let's see see what happens. Were you worried at all? Were you nervous about getting back into oh, it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you still am. With the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with this with the like I know with the, like with me about screening too, this kind of related to screening, right? Mm-hmm. Uh when you send someone your personal information, like I'm 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 single, I really don't have much to lose, but I can understand being married or having a family being more cautious with disseminating information, I guess. But it, it, but I, <clears throat> I, in my bio, yeah, it states that I'm a low volume client. Yeah, I don't see a lot of people. Okay, um, I probably have not screened with more than four or five people in the last two years. Oh, sweet, nice. I mean, I really, I don't see a lot of different providers. It's, okay, you know. Um, the ones that I do see, um, as I said, I, I love using Twitter as a tool yeah. um, to find providers to see. And I usually have a pretty good gauge on what they're like as a person um, based on, you know, you can tell a lot uh, about someone from their Twitter account if you follow them for just a few weeks. Yeah, definitely. You know, a couple of months or whatever. You just get, get their personality. You know what they like, what they don't like. You can tell what kind of person they are. Yeah. You know, um, uh, there was a, a client that um, used to be really active on Twitter um, that I used to talk to all the time, and and he he made a statement once, basically that you can't fake Twitter. Yeah. Um, and and it's true. It's like I have not met a single provider from Twitter, basically that wasn't exactly what I thought they were going to be like once we finally met. Oh, nice. You know, and um, I'm not. I remember, for example, like last year when SESTA and FOSTA happened and, and a lot of providers were saying, you know, we don't know what's going to happen to us. We don't know if our websites are going to get taken down. We don't know if Twitter's going to go away for us, whatever. Um, you know, we really, you know, if you want to see us, get all our information now. And uh, it would be really good for all of you guys to pre-screen with us as much as possible. Okay. And I mean, I think on the surface to me, that seems like a great idea. Um, and, you know, and, and even still, um, some guys will go ahead and pre-screen with, with ladies that they may want to see because okay. once you've screened with them, 
it's just easier to set up on a, on a last, not a last minute thing, but you know, it's like the process is done. It's kind of like getting, um, pre-approved for a mortgage. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. You know, it's the, that part's done. Now you just have to go or getting pre-qualified or whatever. Now you just have to go through the final last few steps. Yeah. Cause if it's like that day, you're like, okay, I might be able to but see them. I've the been personally hesitant, um, to give my personal info out to anyone that I don't absolutely positively want to see and have a date in mind. Okay. So I don't just uh, pass it around because I'm thinking about maybe I'm going to see you in a month. Yeah. Um, so here's my screening info. Let's get it out of the way. Because, you know, these ladies know how to screen. They can get it done, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and that way I kind of keep a tight control of yeah. who has my info. Yeah. Um, a lot of ladies use, um, I don't know if I would say a lot, but there are a, uh, a segment of the provider population that use assistance oh, okay. to do their screening for them. Um, I don't know that I have given my personal information to an assistant other than maybe once or twice. Okay. I have once. Um, I have once for sure. Um, and I'm not saying that it, you know, I have a founded, a well-grounded and founded uh, concern for that, but uh, you know, I, personally, I'm not a huge fan of people that I've never met or am never going to meet having my personal info. Yeah. So you know, I, you know, like I said, if if I want to see Susie Q, and I've gotten to know her on Twitter, um, Susie Q is not a real person, by the way. I'm just making up <laughs> shit. But you know, if She's I fine, though. if if I want to see her, she probably is. <laughs> but if I want to see her and I've got a date in mind and I'm going to be in her city or she's going to be in Nashville or whatever, um, then I'll screen with her. Okay, and we'll make a date. That makes sense. And we'll do it. And I'll probably send her the money right then. Okay. You know, do you do you send like will you pay for the date up front or like to send a deposit or? Uh, I usually will. It depends. You know, some ladies don't take deposits. Some ladies don't take anything but cash. Okay. So, um, it just, depend, the, it just depends. I yeah, guess, who you're, who you're you know, saying. some people don't want a paper trail. Some people don't want to have electronic transactions tied to their bank account, whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't care. Um, most of the ladies I see, I can pay electronically. Okay. Um, and the money's there and I just get it out of the way. Okay. So, um, especially on the longer dates. That makes I might, sense. You know, I might put the date on layaway or something where I pay. Nice. And like I'll do a deposit up front and then pay like another third and another third. Or something oh, okay, like sweet. You know, those are bigger dates. If it's not that, you know, a, an overnight or something big like that, I'll, you know, I'll do it all at once. Oh, okay, nice. You know. Are you, uh, I know in terms of being married, are you uh, ever worried that your wife would find out? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, would you be okay with her seeing someone else? Sure. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. Nice. I don't think she would. Do you think she'd understand? Like, if you were to find she out, she would absolutely not understand. Not understand? No, not at all. Is there a way you could make her understand? Or mm. I know I was, I was talking to my sister yesterday. I would sure try. She's just like you know, just like being in a relationship. It's like a sacred thing, and going mm-hmm. outside of it is kind of like a mess up. Yeah. And everybody's on a different journey. Yeah. I've, I've seen some clients that are more open about it. I've seen some clients who their spouses know and are okay with it. Yeah. And they're like, have fun, honey. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, some couples do it together. Yeah. You know, so there's, I've, I've seen clients that have been discovered by their wives and then, uh, 
and then it turns out that it's okay. You know, it okay. wasn't okay at first or whatever, but yeah. they worked through it or whatever. Um, honestly, that's just something I hope to never find out. Yeah. You know, I, I knowing my wife, knowing my family, knowing her family, um, it is not something that would go over well. Yeah. You know, I've had people say, oh, you should just be open and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you know, it might have worked out for you. Yeah. But you do not know my situation. <laughs> yeah. That's and, every single time. It's like, yeah, you and, don't know what the fuck I got to yeah. I can pretty much tell you that if I was discovered, uh, life as I know it would end. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing considering that I still do it. It's, it's like that Louis C.K. joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it must be pretty good if people are still doing it. Yep. All right. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, that's yeah, a good joke. Yeah. Um, before you started, did you ever feel like, you know, I, I would never, I could never see an escort. I can't, like, did you ever, like, because I feel like there is a, there's a negative stigma with escorts and sex mm-hmm, workers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like also with clients, like, they're looked down, like, did you oh. ever, did you ever look that, look, look down upon people that saw escorts? Or you ever just like, I would never, I you could know, never You know, honestly, I never really considered. Okay. Gave it much thought. To what people did, yeah. As far as seeing escorts, like I also wasn't really exposed to to it. Like I said earlier, I, I don't really know that I ever know, knew anyone. Okay. That you know, if I did know them, I didn't know they were doing this. Yeah, they they never said anything to you about it. So it wasn't really like I had a, an opportunity to judge anyone. Okay. Um, as far as like actual stigma against clients, um, I would I wouldn't necessarily. Wouldn't necessarily use the word stigma as much. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that if you look on the whole at the way society treats men, um, as opposed to how society treats women with regard to all things sexual, um, men are treated are, are treated um, in a more heroic position. Yeah. And women are treated more from a, a dirty, slutty kind of way of of looking at them i agree with that. um if if a guy you know goes back to his mates you know and and tells them hey i just went to the brothel and i had sex with four beautiful women you know he's not going to get judged poorly by those guys he's going to yeah, get high fives definitely you know um so i think the proper word for me instead of stigma okay would be consequences okay so, like, I'm not afraid of society looking down on me. Okay. Because society doesn't know about me. Yeah. You know, I'm not in the spotlight. Yeah. It's the sex workers that are in the spotlight. Okay. Um, I'm afraid of getting found out. You know, I'm afraid of my life being ruined and turned on its ass. You know, well, not turned off its ass onto its ear. Whatever <laughs> the saying goes on. Um, but that's not stigma. That's consequence. Yeah. To me, that's, those are two completely different things. Okay. Um, so, yes. Client, uh, society stigmatizes clients as a whole, yeah. as a people group, maybe. They don't stigmatize me. Individual. Yeah. They don't stigmatize me. They don't stigmatize you. Yeah. Well, unless people know that you're doing this, in which case they may. Yeah. But, you know. But I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Think I whatever mean, you want. You know, I mean, <laughs> you, you think about the stories that you hear about you know, busts and, and, and uh, sex workers getting arrested. Yeah. And, and they'll put their face on the newspaper. They'll tell them, they'll tell their names. Yeah. 
they don't usually tell the names of the customers. If you think about the uh, the Patriots, the Patriots owner, right? Right. He's like, like the first high profile guy that I can remember. But it still went way. It, still it went, went way, way better for him than oh, it did totally, the ladies yeah. that were working there. Yeah, it did. It's, and that's the way. That's the way that. Um, that's the way society looks at it. Yeah. You know, it's. Um, I don't know. A man goes out and has sex with, you know, a bunch of women. He looks. He's looked upon. I won't say as a hero, but he's looked upon. He's just looked upon as a man. It's a positive thing. You know, his friends are going to give him high fives. You know, women yeah. might not like it or whatever, but you know, if if if, uh, if a bunch of friends find out that their female coworker or their sister or their cousin is a sex worker, then that's not going to. It's not going to look good. They're not going to like that. They're going to. Yeah. They are going to stigmatize her and going to try and talk her out of it. Yeah. So I, I think it's a two completely different. It's not comparable. Types of things. It's, it's not, not yeah. comparable. Um, I, there recently was, and I'm not going to say the name. Yeah. But on Twitter, there recently was a, a client. Okay. Who is no longer with us on Twitter? He's no longer on Twitter. Is he's like, no longer on Twitter. He didn't okay. die. I don't think. <laughs> I'm like, what up, dead guy? No. Um, <laughs> Listen to the podcast. He, he's probably listening. Hopefully. He, um, he really. Uh, made a stand for client stigma. Okay. Oh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> he really made a big stand, and 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 you know it. We, without going into all the names and all the other accounts that were spawned from it, I think people on Twitter will know who we're talking about. Yeah. So I don't really want to gossip too much. Shout out to Clarkie Patron, though. I like giving them a yeah, shout out. It was fine. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it. He was trying to make the two equal be equal yeah or maybe not even equal but he was trying to make it be like that client stigma was even 20 percent of what it is yeah for sex workers and it's just not not in my opinion yeah i think it i think a lot has to do with personal experience too maybe this person thought like oh i feel like i'm being treated this terrible way because i'm a client but in the end it's like dude it's not it's not the same thing yeah not at all yeah so but there you have it what uh when you're looking up uh, providers now? I so you so you mainly use Twitter. Yep. Do, uh, do you use any other websites? Do you rec- do you recommend any uh, websites? You know what I'll do um, nowadays is I will perhaps I will look at Slixa. Okay. Or maybe Trist. Okay. Um, I'll see if someone's coming t- through Nashville. Okay, sweet. That I might be interested in seeing. Okay. Um, I'll look at their ad and I'll see if they're on Twitter. Okay. And if they are, or I'll see if someone's coming that I recognize from Twitter. Okay. And then I'll look at the schedule and I'll, you know, I'll just, if I'm following them on Twitter, I'll, I'll go and kind of I'll glance at their, at their Twitter page or whatever. If I'm not following them on Twitter, um, I'll go follow them. Okay. And then I'll start, you know, keeping up with them and just trying to get, get a feel for what they're like or whatever. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't see, like I said, I don't see a lot of new people. Okay. Um, uh, provider, I don't see a lot of new providers. But yeah, I, I use it more as a pulse. Um, lately, I've been really interested, um, just looking at it uh, in Nashville, just to see because Nashville has kind of been a little bit of a roller coaster ride as okay. far as uh, providers, in my experience anyway. Yeah. Um, of of ladies that tour. Okay. Uh, ladies touring through Nashville. Um, they're, you know, and the, the, the quantity of providers in Nashville has kind of gone up and down and up and down over okay. the last few years. 
So I, I use it kind of to gauge that. But I, yeah, I'll I'll look at them, but I generally won't book someone off of from a from an ad site unless they're on Twitter and I can check okay. them out on Twitter and, and kind of get a gauge for their personality or whatever. Okay, sweet. So it's not a bad way to do it, right? Because like I didn't know like before when I got I guess when I got into this I didn't even know that there was this whole world of like sex worker Twitter at yeah. all. I I didn't have any idea. Like I had a Twitter just from doing like stand up. I had my own Twitter, yeah. But I I had no idea that there was this whole whole other thing. And then mm-hmm. once I started the podcast and then started the Twitter account and started following people, I'm like, oh wow, there's this whole yeah. You can book people directly there off are, Twitter. There are so oh you, yeah you pretty much can. Um, a lot of them have, uh, you know, I, I have, a, I have a, a provider friend who has removed her website address from her Twitter bio and her email address and stuff like that because Twitter is, you know, you know, it's becoming a little bit more hostile towards sex work. Okay. Um, it's, you know, you can get, you can get uh, shadow banned, you can be um, shut down if you do certain things the wrong way or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you're smart enough to know how to use Google... You can find someone on Twitter and then go find their website. It's yeah. not that hard. It's like, you know, and a lot of people do stuff like that as a screening tool. You know, like, okay. look, dude, if you can't figure out how to get a hold of me, then I don't in, in this day and age, we probably aren't going to be a good match. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, I'll, I'll see somebody that doesn't have their website or email address listed anywhere on their Twitter. And uh, some dude will say something in a tweet about, hey, are you coming to, uh, I would like to see you when you come to so-and-so. And she's like, well, send me an email. Yeah. And then they'll write in, uh, where's your email address? And and she just won't respond. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's called Google. Yeah. Go Google. look her up. <laughs> Go look her up. It's So-and-so escort this city. Do your research. There's your website. Yeah. I bet her email address. I bet her email address is on there somewhere. Google is so helpful. Like It, Google- is. <laughs> it is. It is. It's amazing. Damn. Have you? Do you think Twitter's changed since the? Uh, or actually, have you Twitter at all? Have you Twitter? Did you I did. One? I I joined Twitter. Uh, I kind of I kind of was one of the buffalo that ran off the cliff, so okay. to speak. You know, or you know, um, right around the time that Fosta and Sesta like passed. Okay. Um, Twitter kind of came about, and so everyone stayed on Twitter. Yeah. But went to Twitter. Yeah. created an account. Like I, I, same, I made a Twitter. Yeah, they're same. They're same handle. Everything. Yeah. Just in case something happened as a stopgap. Yeah. I know some people that only did that. Okay. Just to reserve a name. Okay. But never went on there. Um, and then there were these uh, little like uh, redirect type website utility things. I don't even know what they're called. Okay. Little little app things that like if you would tweet something, it would it put would it also on Twitter. Go to Twitter. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wasn't on there for very long. Okay. Um, it seemed to me like a lot of the review board type guys okay. were migrating there okay. from because like TER and Nike yeah. and USA shut down for a while. Yeah. So they didn't have anywhere else to go. Okay. So they found out about that and they went over there. And it just seemed to be, to me, at least in the initial stages, it was a little bit too much like the Wild Wild West. Like, whereas the sex work community on Twitter in general was doing a pretty good job of like self-policing okay. and like if a number of people saw someone acting the fool they it, would go and bitch slap them that makes sense you know and and it was always you know you kind of maintained a little bit of decorum civility kind of thing yeah 
that way, whereas on Twitter, free for all more mostly. It was a little bit more of a free for all. I don't know what it's like now because I kind of just shut it down. It's pretty much dead now. It's dead. (laughs) I kind of shut down my account, and um, I still see ladies posting that they have Twitter profiles. But oh, yeah. again, like, I, I, you know, I think in this day and age, you kind of have to do. You got to do whatever you got to do for fucking visibility. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's pretty, it's not many people, not as, yeah. Twitter's way more active than Twitter. Is yeah, now. yeah. And I mean, kudos to them for trying it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think it was well intended and, you know, uh, so I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't really necessarily have anything against it, but it just wasn't for me. That makes sense. I didn't. I didn't need another outlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twitter's a lot. You can't have... Yeah. It is. I mean, I, you know, I get accused of being way too much on Twitter as it is. <laughs> so, it's uh, probably true. <laughs> okay, it is true. <laughs> I always like to ask about STDs. How often... I know you said you're kind of like low volume. Yeah. You don't see many people? I, two to three times a year. Okay. You know? Sweet. That's about it. Yeah. It's funny, like, last year I uh, I went to New York for, like, my birthday in October uh, mm-hmm. last year, and then I saw, I saw, like, five people in a couple of days, nice. and then when I got back, my, like, throat was hurting, oh. and I'm like, oh, fuck, what's, yeah. what's going on, what's going on, and uh, so I went in uh, Raleigh, uh, LGBT Center, if you live in Raleigh, fucking LGBT Center, free testing, yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, um... Yeah, so I got tested, mm-hmm. and then we did a big Christmas reveal show where I mm-hmm. dressed up like Santa Claus, okay. and then I revealed my STD test results. All negative, but it was a good time. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> People were clowning me hard. I usually keep my stuff like that a little bit more low-key, but yeah. hey, whatever you want to do. <laughs> That's the best thing about stand-up, right? I can talk about all this right. stuff on stage, yeah. even though I really That's don't true. really much, but yeah. I could talk about it, and people were like, is he, is he being serious right now, or is right. it a joke? And they have yeah. no idea, and I'm like... Oh, I can't think of a comedian that i've heard that doesn't have a joke about seeing a, a sex worker of yeah. some sort you know it's pretty common yeah <laughs> and yeah you can get away with it yeah that's a bet yeah not to mention that they they, they yeah they don't even know if you're really yeah serious like or, oh that was just a joke that yeah. wasn't even i mean i would never i've never done that yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah female condoms shout out to magic you ever use female condom? i have or that you like them i like them okay sweet yeah, i do oh, yeah i never yeah yeah i uh i've used them not a lot, yeah. But I, you know, three or four different ladies that I've seen that okay. use them, and they use them pretty regularly. Okay. Uh, I think the drawback is that they're more expensive. Okay. Um, they're harder to come by. I believe that I don't know what the status of them is now. Um, I believe at one point they were actually um, you had to have a prescription or something like that. Really? Oh wow! Like they were. And and I'm sure that it's a government thing, and I'm sure it was like the regular condom companies lobbying against them yeah you know i'm, I'm a big conspiracy guy so I, <laughs> i'm sure it was something like that but it sucks because they are way better okay yeah as far as the feeling and the sensation from the client side yeah they're way better oh shit um if you, they you hear are, that female condoms <laughs> but uh you know that they are harder to use for the for the provider there's okay. a lot more of a learning curve okay to using them um I've had I've had some providers that can put them in with one hand while doing something else with the other. Yeah. Without even looking. Yeah. And then I've had providers that have had to get up and go into the bathroom and figure it out and then yeah. come back. So it's you know it takes a lot of practice to use them I think. Okay. But um, from a purely pleasurable standpoint. Yeah. 
um, they're far superior. Fuck. I keep telling my buddy. I'm like, I'm like, because he knows about the podcast, and I'm like, dude, yeah. female condoms, dude. You yeah. got to try You got to try I think I, I remember I was listening to um, your episode with uh, um, Elise. Okay. Elise Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. First. Um, and I think... <laughs> I think you guys joked about like, like it feeling like you were in a trash, trash bag. bag or yeah. like that. It's not quite like that. Okay, <laughs> I've said multiple times. I looked up videos on Pornhub. Yeah. There's not shit on Pornhub with no, a there's not, there's not there's not a lot of videos with people using them. Yeah, but it's it's like okay, it's basically like uh, when you have a regular condom on. Yeah, um, you're not feeling any friction. Yeah. at all. Because you're just wrapped up tight in this yeah. thing, um, as opposed to you being bare skinned and going into and okay. out of something that's staying in place. Okay. So you know it feels more like you're you're doing it without a condom on. Okay. You know it feels different than not having anything. Okay. But it feels much more like the real thing. Hell yeah! I need that first person that's going to be a sponsor on their first company. We're going to sponsor yeah, the podcast. FC2, yeah, FC2. FC2. Shout out. Fucking give us money. <laughs> <laughs> Money's good. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever developed feelings for uh, anyone doing this? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Is it hard not to, you think? Yeah. When you, when you, when you uh, do the kind of clienting that I do as far as not seeing a lot of people. Yeah. Um, majority of my dates are longer okay you know uh, six hours oh shit nice overnight baller um, the hell yeah dude <laughs> two days i mean nice I've, have you ever done a fly me to you have you ever done that yeah oh nice I've flown, I've flown them to me i've flown me to them um i've flown with them to places a couple oh, of times um yeah i mean you spend uh you spend 48 hours with someone yeah that uh that is focused on you, uh, and all they want to do is, you know, make you feel like the center of attention for yeah. for two straight days. You're gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna feel feelings for them. Yeah, that's, that's their. And if you know, and if you didn't, they wouldn't be doing their job very well, in my opinion. You know, and I, I hate to say it like their job. It's not their job to make me happy necessarily. They might, you know, they're they're gonna do everything they can. It's my yeah. job to be happy. Yeah with them you know if i you know if, if my head's not in the game i'm not gonna be happy but um you know if the best providers in my opinion are are the ones that make you develop the feels for them you know because that, that means that for them it's great because that means you know i want to see them again and again and again and again yeah. and again so yeah i mean absolutely have developed feelings um did you ever say love? Would, uh, you, throw, would you throw love out I've there? I've told providers that I love them before. Yeah. Um, I've never, I've never like fallen in love okay. with a provider um, because I'm, you know, smart enough to, you know, know what that means and almost 50 years old, I'm married. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> to me, it's like, I think I told somebody once, a, another client, I believe, um, in a private conversation on Twitter, they were asking me about this. I'm like, here's the deal. When when you start developing feelings and you actually think you're falling in love with, with a provider. Yeah. The best way to talk yourself out of it, or not talk yourself out of it, but the best way to understand 
what it means and why it's probably not going to work and, and whatever is you, you have to project down the road, you know, what, so what are you saying? You saying that you want a divorce? Yeah. <laughs> you saying that you want this person to be your girlfriend? You want to know, uh, you want them to leave their significant other? Yeah. You know, all these things. And you want that, them to up in their entire life? You, and you know, you, you expect them to, or you hope that they will or whatever. And you're like, no, that's not what I want. Yeah. You know, well then you're not probably really in love with them. That makes sense. You know, you, you might be uh, sort of infatuated with them for a short period of time. Um, or you might love them as a friend or just love the, what they do for you or love how they make you feel. But you, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to keep it real. It's like, yeah, when I, when I started, when I went to Asheville, went to the strip club, I fell in love fucking immediately. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and I think that's... <laughs> and then after, I had some friends talked to me, and they're like, Tank, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You got to chill. And then I chilled, and then, yeah, yeah. we're good. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, it's like, I don't know. It, it's easy, like I said, it's easy to catch the feels for someone um, in the moment of being with them. And then when the date's over... You know, you feel like you've broken up with your girlfriend or something. Or yeah. Not gonna, you know, whatever. I mean, it's it's all part of the rush. It's all part of the ride. Yeah. For me, it's like I I, I love I love those feelings. Yeah. You know, even the ones that suck. Have you ever afterwards? Like, I feel like I've 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 definitely had like post post date depression uh-huh. or mm-hmm. sadness. Does yeah. that does that happen? Does yeah. that happen to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there yeah. A way, how do you how do you deal with that? Or is there a way to get like <sighs> book another date? Yeah. Yeah figure it out that's this <laughs> yeah. yeah when i was when i was leaving ash like it, it's happened to me a couple times to where like new york was especially like Asheville. that was probably the first time it happened to where like i'm leaving Asheville and i'm like this past weekend was this this was fucking amazing and i don't foresee that happening you know for yeah. the foreseeable future mm-hmm. that sucks you yeah. know yeah. and then it's like there's no path going forward to where how am I going to get that feeling back or how am I going to... Mm-hmm. It's almost like a drug almost a little it bit. It is. And then I'm like, well, I got to go back to fucking Asheville. And then like when I went to... And then I... Stand-up was really the only thing. Like getting on stage and like trying to do jokes and like that's the only thing that kind of helped, you know? Yeah. And uh, and then when I went to New York, same thing because I was like five days of just like a fucking yeah. ecstasy. Right. And then get back to Raleigh and I'm just like fucking, oh, it's done. It's yeah. over. yeah. And that was just like I was fucking just like sad as yeah, fuck. Yeah, um, um, I've had I've had dates. I had a date um, last year that was two and a half days. Yeah, you know, over forty eight hours. Yeah, um, right in the middle of a tour run. You know, I worked for I did a bunch of shows, had a couple of days off, and we were together for two and a half days. Yeah, and. And it was amazing. Yeah. And then it was over. And I was thrust right back into life. Yeah. And you're and, like that. <laughs> and man, it's like, well, this sucks. You know, that was awesome. And now it's no longer awesome anymore. Yeah. And you know, my life is really boring at this point. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, it's like the, the, you know, the best remedy for it, honestly, um, apart from just time. Yeah. And, you know, being, being with your feelings and in your feelings for a few days um, but the best remedy for it is staying in contact with them. Yeah. Um, continuing your relationship, uh, sending them gifts. Oh, nice. Um, and then as soon as you can possibly work it out, you know, figure out when you're going to see them again. Yeah. 
and that's the that's where the ride starts again. Yeah, that's the lift. Yeah, that's the you're bottom. Like, you're at the bottom oh, of the lift I, for the I roller see, coaster. I see you know? the end of the tunnel. You know, you know I see. It's like you might book something for six months away. That's a you know a, an overnight date, or you know they might you might be with them for a couple afternoons while they're in your town or something like that. And and uh, the build up to that is that climb. Yeah. Of the roller coaster, and you get more and more excited, and 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 when you open the door, and there they are, you're you're going over the hill. And yeah. It's like game on for yeah. the next, you know. However long. Hopefully longer than a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those only last like 90 seconds. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I was 24, but not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was, yeah, I was going to say, how long, how often are you able to see providers? But you're saying. Um, I see, I kind of go in waves. I'll, I might see a provider once a month for three or four months. Okay. I might not see a provider for three months. Okay. I might not see a provider for six months. Okay. You know, it just kind of depends. This year was financially a, a little bit tricky. Okay. Um, uh, for me, I had to kind of take a, when was I trying to think? It was like, I think like February, February or March. I, I saw, I had my like last date for okay. the spring. And I didn't really do anything else except for maybe a couple like really short ones, like one or two hour dates. Okay. Um, until like August or September or something like that. Okay. And, you know, that was compared to what I was doing the year before, you know, really very sparse. Okay. Like the year before I did a lot of, a lot of big dates with, you know, two or three different people. Nice. Um, did a couple of, you know. I had a date last year for uh, three of my friends that I see that all had birthdays in the same month. Oh, sweet. Um, and I brought them all together oh. for an afternoon. And, um, you know, that was a big one. That was a, <laughs> that was a big <laughs> date. Goddamn right. That's fucking, that's um, awesome. And, you know, well, I mean, you know, it was... The date itself was great, but I just mean from a financial perspective, that oh, was yeah. a, a big commitment. And, yeah. you know, I did stuff like that last year and I haven't been able to do anything yeah. anywhere close to that. Is, are you, are so you able to tough. kind of, I know sometimes like I, when I, yeah, when I kind of first got in, I was like, let me throw this money. Even if I don't have it, let me put it on a credit card. Let me, has that ever, has that ever happened? Yes. It's, it's, um. You know, I'll, I'll be like, oh, woe is me, woe is me, I don't have any money, blah, blah, yeah. blah. As soon as I get my next, you know, yeah. whatever in, I got to put it on this bill yeah. or whatever. And then as soon as it comes in, I'm like, all right, how much of this can I, like, set aside? Yeah. You know, or what can I do with this much? And you I'll just find pay, the money I'll somehow. just pay half of this on this credit card yeah. or something like that. <laughs> you find the money. You do. It, 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 you know, it works out. You know, yeah. you can plan. It's like, um, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's, you, I, I I tell people all the time, uh, new guys, new clients, I'll, I'll say it, you know, uh, never say never, you know, never say that you're never going to do an overnight Yeah. or never say you'll, you'd ever be able to see anybody for more than an hour yeah. or two hours. Cause when I started, that's all I ever thought I would do. Yeah. Even back in 2014, when I got back into this, you know, I was seeing ladies for an hour at a time, you know? $250, $300, you know, for an hour. Yeah. And it was great. You know, nothing wrong with that. And, and yeah, I mean, I, a lot of, a lot of clients out there that can't do any more than that. 
Yeah, I mean, right I've now. done 90 minutes as long as I've done. But, you know, you never say never. Yeah. You, know, you know, you might just decide that you've met somebody that you really want to spend a lot of time with and that you would normally see once a month or once every two weeks even or something like that. And yeah. you're paying them three or four hundred bucks. Yeah. Something like that. And then you you start figuring out that, you know, you want to spend more time with them and you start working it out in your head. I'm like, well, if I don't see them for two months, I can probably see them for six hours. Yeah. You know? Or, you know, or if I do this, or as a comedian, if something happens and I get this gig and yeah. I land a couple of grand here or whatever, or if, you know, I get a Christmas <laughs> couple of bonus. grand here, do you say that? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's funny. Right? <laughs> you should say that. On I'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of grand. Anyway, you know, I mean, money comes in different ways and comes in at different times. And, yeah. I mean, it's just, you just have to be creative. Yeah. You have to be creative. And it's and, like, it's November right now. We got like... Two or three months till tax tax yeah. tax returns coming back. Yeah, oh yeah, I don't get tax returns. I pay money <laughs> usually. But no, I mean I've got you know I'll probably get a Christmas bonus this year. Nice. Um, uh, my birthday's coming up. I'm going to get some money from my in laws. Sweet. For example, um, you, know, I, you know, it just comes and goes. And sometimes I got bills that I got to pay. Yeah. And sometimes I don't. And sometimes I'm able to just take some of this money and, and go do something super fun with it. Nice. And so I'll do it as often as I can. Um, I'm pretty good at not doing anything to the excess where it would cause problems in my life. Yeah. As far as like, you know, I'm not going to put my household in bankruptcy for yeah. it. Yeah. You got to take, you got to take care of your shit first. Yeah. Yeah. You, gotta... but, you know, I mean, it, like you said earlier, it is like a drug. And people will oftentimes do a lot of crazy shit to get that next high. Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, you got to be careful. Responsible. You got to be responsible, but you got to have fun. And, you know. Yeah. Don't, you know, just, just never say never to what you will and won't do. And that doesn't just go for how long you're willing to book someone for. Um, you know that goes for I would never fly someone to see me I would never fly to see someone else never get a um, finger in the butt I I'd never get a finger in the butt <laughs> I mean you know uh, yeah. you know I've done a lot of things in the last five years that I thought I would never do I, I, yeah you know, <laughs> a lot of things so it's you know oh yeah it's an exciting brave new world it is do you, uh, can you think of any time a uh, provider's done anything nice for you? Sure. I mean, most okay. of the providers that I see, um, will do something, you know, they'll give me something for my birthday. Or oh, sweet. Me, you know, send me something for Christmas. Or, oh, that's really nice. Or whatever, you know, or I might show up to a booking and they've gone somewhere and bought me a gift. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, really nice. give me a bottle of beer that we talked about or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I was in uh, New York last year, <clears throat> I went and saw a lady on Sunday morning. It was like maybe like 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. I guess I, I saw her. And uh, I have a fa- I'm in a fan. Do you play fantasy football no. at all? You- okay. No. So I'm in a fantasy football league to where if you lose that week, you have to chug a beer on camera and send it to like the league like chat board, I guess. Mm-hmm. And if you don't chug the beer before the one o'clock game, then you lose your top player for the next, for that week. Right. Okay, yeah. So basically I'm at, I'm at this lady's apartment and then I realize <laughs> I'm like, Oh fuck. 
I gotta, I gotta drink. I gotta get some beer before this one o'clock game, or I'm gonna lose my top player. Then she calls the the beer delivery service, has beer delivered to her apartment, so I can do the chug before the one o'clock. I'm like, that's fucking. That was great. It was yeah. super nice. <laughs> can you think? Uh, have you have you friendships? Have you developed friendships? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel like if you if you were saying tomorrow, you're like, "Hey, I'm out. I'm like, I don't think I can see anyone ever again." Do you feel mm-hmm. like that? Do you feel like you'd still be friends, or you feel like it'd be done? I think I would. Um, not with everyone. Yeah. Um, I think that there are a couple of people that I would definitely be able to stay in touch with. Okay. Um, on a civilian level. Okay. Um, you know, I you know I know where I, I, a couple of ladies I know their names. Yeah. You know. Um, I've been to their residences, their actual residences. Yeah. I know where they live, not in a creepy way, but I yeah. mean, but you know, yeah, same, I mean, same here. It's not fucking yes. Yeah. It's like, you know, sure. I mean, but you know, not every single one. I, I had a lady that I saw, um, for a few years that, uh, you know, we were good friends. Yeah. You know, I never, you know, never would, you know, call each other and, chat on the phone for hours or anything like that but we'd you know we'd email and we had a lot of stuff we'd talk about sometimes and in between dates and everything you know and uh you know she retired okay and um haven't heard from her since yeah you know and that's cool yeah and i've got some ladies that you know that have told me deeply personal things and asked me advice about deeply personal matters and you know we've advised each other and all that it's you know, it's it's a different um, it's a different dynamic than just having a a, a personal friend because there's yeah. still a professional element to it. Yeah, but it's, yeah, you got to understand the boundaries too. Sure, of the yeah, of yeah, yeah. what you guys have. Yeah, I mean, I, if, if like I say, if if I was to retire as a client, I would never expect uh, one of my provider friends to just get on a plane. And come to Nashville and see me for free and hang out. Oh hell, yeah! You know, I wouldn't expect that. I mean, I would be pleasantly surprised and I would welcome it with open arms. Yeah, but I mean, still at the end of the day, I mean, I would still have to treat going and hanging out with them as if I was still still got to hide it. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, other than the financial aspect and the fact that we probably aren't going to be doing the same things when we're hanging out. Um, you know, it's. It's not really that much different to me. It's like I still can't just say, "Hey, honey, I'm going to hang out with my friend." Yeah. So and so. You'd be like, "Who is that? Yeah. Who is that? How do you know them? And why is she so hot?" You yeah. <laughs> so. Like, We're just but yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I've got you know people that are I definitely consider real friends. Do you have any advice, like any like advice for anyone like brand new to this kind of getting in? Like what you would say to like someone who's trying to do this for the first time um i think probably nothing really that i haven't already said yeah but you know um just go into it open-minded go into it like i said uh, fully prepared to uh no preconceived notions don't go into it with a mindset that this is all i want out of this because you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff definitely are you ultimately glad you ultimately glad you started yeah, it? absolutely. If you could go back in time, 1997, 1998, would you do it? 
Uh, would you Would you still do it? I probably would. I mean, I think that if I went back in time now, yeah, like if fifty year old Rover yeah. went back twenty two years or whatever, yeah, um, yes, I would do it again. But I would I would start booking longer dates initially, right yeah, away. right away, yeah, yeah. If if that was something that was available to me financially, <clears throat> I would have approached it. More how I approach it now, you know. Do you think to know people rather than just wham bam, thank you, ma'am, sort of thing, you know? Do you th- are you uh, do you think you'd if you were to start doing it from the beginning like longer stuff? Do you feel like you would have still kind of gotten married and followed the same kind of path? Uh, you know, it's I don't know. I, there's not really a way to answer that. Yeah, that's like it's kind <laughs> well, of a, what if this it's, happens? It's, you know, there's just you know the butterfly effect is real. Yeah, but you know I don't know I. Who knows? I don't. Yeah. I, I don't want to think that I would have like found a, an, an escort and fallen in love with her and yeah. Gotten what, what married. Game and, we, what game am I playing? What, what game am I playing? Yeah, it's hard to say. I yeah. mean, I've all you know. I felt like I was always going to get married at some point. So yeah, I probably would have. Oh, yeah. You know, I think you know. There's nothing wrong. You know, I don't say there's nothing wrong with my marriage, but yeah. there's a lot right with it. Yeah. You know, a good provider friend that I had, um, I still have. I haven't seen her in a while, but um, that I used to see. She's like, here's the thing with married clients is that, you know, there are a lot of things right in their marriage. So why throw all of that away just because of this one thing? You know, if you can be happy in every other aspect of of your marriage and you can be best friends with your spouse and you can have a happy home together and, and I don't have kids, but if you can have kids together and raise you know, responsible people together, but you just, you know, your sex life sucks. Your intimacy is gone. Yeah. You know, then, then just take care of the one problem you have. And if you can't take care of it with them, then, you know, is it so wrong to just go and, and, and get it sorted out elsewhere? Yeah. You know, just, just if, if that's going to keep everything else moving, then I think it's a great thing. You know, it's, it's like, some people, like I said, some people are married and their spouses know and they don't care. And yeah. They're totally fine with it. They have open relationships with their spouses and they don't care if they're going and, and doing stuff on the side. Um, some do. Some spouses do it for years and years and years and, and they never get found out. And, you know, I, I'm i not necessarily saying that if I hadn't done started doing this that I would not be married anymore. Because, I, you know, I've never looked at divorce personally as an out okay you know i've never really wanted to get a divorce i've never really viewed it as you know i I just feel like getting married is like a lifelong thing yeah definitely that's just how i was raised and that's still how i look at it so it makes sense i mean it is yeah i mean you do vows till death do us part yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) damn i appreciate you i appreciate you coming to the podcast yeah man yeah Fucking follow Twitter. You got uh, you want people to follow you on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. If you aren't already following me on Twitter, um, it's a uh, Rover R O V E R R seven seven seven. Hell yeah! Um, did that, did sure. that did that come? How'd you come up with that? Is yeah, there a story it was, behind it? You know, I, I used to be on the boards um, as Red Rover. Okay. Um, with the year of my birth at the end, okay. and I tried to do that on Twitter nice. and the name was somebody taken. was taken. It was yeah. taken. So I'm like, okay, well what about just Rover? And then 
like Rover 777 was taken. I'm like, well, what about like <laughs> Rover with my first to like Red Rover, but yeah. Rover R, like an initial like yeah. backwards thing. And I found it and it's been mine ever since. Oh, yeah. But you got to be careful. It's R O V E R R 777. If you misspell it, you may end up on a troll account. Yeah. That's trolling me. <laughs> that has stolen my photos. <laughs> When I was when I was and and, and is doing really bad rude things, Damn. pretending to be me, for whatever reason, this person has no life or whatever. But um, but yeah, just make sure you get the spelling right. Yeah, two R's, seven seven seven. Yeah, the troll has like seventy followers. I've got about twenty eight hundred. So okay, it's so nice. A little different, and the troll acts like a douchebag, and I don't. Nice. Now, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> and most people are concerned, I don't act like a douchebag. Obviously, there are some people who think that I do. Or we'll they wouldn't see. be trolling me. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. He's not a douchebag. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I really do appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we could work it out. Definitely. Fuck yeah, listeners. We'll be back <laughs> later. That was my interview with Rover. Uh, shout out to him for coming on the podcast, Rover. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners. That has been episode sixteen. Episode sixteen is in the books. It's done. Thank you for being here for another episode of Full Service. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, that uh, that really does help. Give us a rating, leave us a review, write us a little love note. Let us know what you think about the podcast. That uh, Reviews really do help for visibility for new podcasts. 16 weeks, we're still new. We're still a baby, so that really would help if you could do that. Tell your friends, tell your family. I know everybody who has listened to this podcast has at least told... Uh, like seven people. I know I know my listeners uh, very well, and so I know they tell everybody they know. So I appreciate y'all doing that. <laughs> well, no. The, uh, I was supposed to be on a show at Laughing Skull tonight. That show has been canceled. Ron White is uh, coming to Atlanta Monday to Wednesday. So our show got canceled. <laughs> and uh, if you bought tickets, like I know uh, everybody that bought tickets, it was going to be sold out because uh, everybody was going to go. Um, those, that money has been refunded, so you are good. <laughs> I will be in Athens tomorrow, Wednesday night, the 15th, at 9 p.m. at Hendershots. So if you're a little north, if you're in Athens, come through, say hey, laugh a little bit. It'll be a good time. And the 30th, I'll be at a Jailhouse Brewing Company that, in, down in Hampton. That shows at 7.30. So if you're south, we're, we're doing it all over. North, south, uh, come through. Have a laugh, say what's up, but no, I uh, appreciate you listening. Our email address, fullservicepod at gmail.com. That is how me and Rover got in touch. Um, If you have experience, if you're a client, if you're a sex worker, write to the podcast. Let me know what your experience has been. I'm trying to share everyone's thing. I know everybody's different. I'm trying to get the word out there. So no, I do, uh, that would be fucking sweet. Social media, fullservicepod on Instagram, Twitter, we're doing it. I still need to post more on Instagram. <laughs> it's happening slowly but surely. Uh, <laughs> but no, thanks uh, Thanks for listening to the podcast. We will be back next Tuesday with a solo. Got a solo for y'all. I don't know if I said that earlier, but it is. Uh, but no, that has been episode 16. We're done. I will see y'all next Tuesday. Have a good fucking week later.
service.